This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. So earlier this year, former Health Minister Kairi Jamaluddin uh, has said that from 2025, it will be compulsory for government buildings and public facilities to install automated external defibrillators or AEDs at their premises. So... This obviously um, is very important when it comes to emergency situations, uh, cardiac arrests in particular, and it does come hand in hand with things like CPR training. So today's show is really examining the importance of both of those things, um, AEDs being installed in public spaces, but also CPR training. So just to get back to that um, announcement from the former health minister, phase one of this project will involve 100 AEDs being installed nationwide. Uh, This will be in collaboration with the Malaysian Red Crescent Society and St. John's Ambulance of Malaysia. Uh, And this will be starting from uh, 2022 all the way to 2024. So Kyrie said that uh, with this project, the country will be in a better position to ensure that heart attack victims get the help uh, of CPR by trained civilians, along with AEDs that are available in places where they may be potentially needed. So to understand um, how this will work and why it's so important. We will be speaking very shortly with a first aid instructor from St. John Ambulance Malaysia, uh, Chiu Hong Ling. But in the meantime, we would like to hear from you as well. Do you know CPR and uh, are you interested to get CPR and AED training? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. It's 510. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. And we're talking about the importance of CPR and AED training. And we're asking you, do you know CPR? And if you don't, are you interested to get training on CPR and AED? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, joining us on the line is Chu Hongling, who's a who is a first aid instructor at St. John Ambulance Malaysia. Hong Ling, thanks for speaking with us today. Now, let's start by looking at how important CPR and AEDs are. Tell us how these can improve the odds of a person surviving cardiac arrest. Malaysia has uh, the number one killer uh, is still heart problem uh, for Malaysians. Uh, uh, probably due to because our uh, amazing food variety that we have. Uh, <laughs> and uh, performing CPR and AED actually uh, improves the surviving rate. CPR alone might help. Uh, immediate CPR can double or triple the chance of survival. Uh, this is according to the American Heart Association uh, research. Uh. Uh, with an AED, it actually triple, double or triple the chance of survival uh, with CPR alone. Yeah. So having an AED uh, with CPR performed uh, will actually help improve the survival rate. So former Health Minister Kairi Jamaluddin had announced that it will be uh, a requirement by 2025 that all public facilities and government buildings will be equipped with AED machines. What's the significance of this? I think uh, this is a very good initiative. In fact, uh, AED machines installed will increase the chances of survival for any cardiac arrest um, patient or casualties. Uh, If we look at other countries, uh, uh, Singapore uh, nearest to us, I think uh, Singapore alone has 
uh, more than 9,000 AEDs installed uh, for such a, a small country uh, for AEDs to be installed uh, at that uh, significant number is uh, really impressive. Uh, Malaysia, uh, we still have uh, a lot to catch up, uh, not just in the um, machines itself, but also the training or having the awareness for the public uh, to use and uh, look at how to manage CPR with AED machines. If I could just get you to elaborate a bit, you said Singapore has about 9,000 AEDs installed. Uh, what are our numbers like? Where might we see these machines? Mm. In Malaysia, uh, if you look at KLIA, uh, shopping malls, uh, certain, say for example, uh, train stations or bus terminals, uh, you will see AEDs. Uh, probably the awareness of uh, AEDs is not that prominent yet. Uh, so these AEDs won't stand up right right in front of you kind of thing, right? Uh, if you look at, uh, I saw the latest uh, news that in Penang itself, uh, they have 160 AEDs. Um, in other spaces, I do not have the, the uh, real number, but uh, we have seen all the AEDs booming nationwide. Uh, say, for example, in St. John Ambulance, during our 111th anniversary, we plan to put 111 AEDs nationwide. At the moment, I think we are close to uh, 60 plus to 70. Uh, we work with corporations, so uh, corporates who are interested, they can donate the money to St. John, and they decide where to put the AEDs. Uh, AEDs actually also come with maintenance. Let's say, for example, um, the pads. The pads will expire. So, uh, 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 in fact, the batteries as well. Uh, some Depending on models, it may work uh, from one year to five years. So, basically, we work with corporations so that... Uh, uh, we can help with the maintenance as well. Uh, corporates will help to maintain. Uh, certain AEDs also come with a stand with um, a, a monitor to actually give you, you can play the corporate videos or how to uh, use an AEDs. Yeah? So this also come with uh, electricity, you see. So one of our partners, say for example, Sunway, they have uh, uh, installed AEDs in all their malls. Uh, in Sunway Giza, Sunway Pyramid, all their malls uh, having that. So they, they actually maintain it, uh, electricity, they, they fork out the electricity cost and the maintenance of it. Uh. Now, if we look at a larger public space, for like instance, a shopping mall, how many AEDs need to be available? Well, to me, uh, this is very subjective, uh, mainly also because of the cost of AEDs. Yeah? Uh, depending on the affordability uh, for the organizations or the corporates itself, say, for example, we would prefer like uh, every floor you have one or two, uh, depending on the space, right? But then uh, the cost uh, of the AEDs, say, for example, these days, um, although it has, it is now very significantly lower in price. Uh, we have AEDs ranging from four thousand ringgit to up to like fifteen, twenty thousand ringgit. But then, um, looking at the cost, looking at the risk possibility, uh, the risk assessment itself, how many times would you see someone with cardiac arrest uh, in that particular space? Risk, including, say, for example, uh, in malls, probably people just walk around. Uh, you don't have uh, that high of a risk. Possibly in a gym uh, or, or any sports center, uh, it could be higher risk, so you may, might need more. So it, it's not like uh, depending on just space. Look at the risk factor as well. And also, also definitely because of the cost uh, of the AED.
So it's one thing to have defibrillators on hand, right? But a whole other thing to be able to use these machines. Can anyone operate an AED? What sort of training is needed for it? AED is uh, actually, it stands for Automated External Defibrillator. And since it is automated, so it is uh, basically very user-friendly, easy to use. If you see an AED and, and uh, there is a need to use it, even though you have not operated one or not being trained to, to use one, don't be afraid to actually just take it and put it right. Um, when you're on the AED, uh, it will already give you step-by-step uh, instruction how to use it. Huh? So basically, it is very simple to operate, very easy. Just listen to the instructions. It will tell you exactly step-by-step step what to do. But definitely a training, uh, a simple training on how to operate it because uh, AED is used together with uh, CPR skills. You, you actually perform CPR. When the AED arrives, then you attach on the defibrillator, the AED, and shock the patient. And you need to continue CPR. Uh, the idea was that the, a lot of people thought, oh, AED arrives, then you don't need to continue CPR. The AED will do things by itself, you see. So basically, it's simple to use. But of course, having training... Uh, and the training wouldn't uh, take a long time uh, to, to learn just how to use the AED. So on that point then, I think many of us may not know what the specific functions are of uh, CPR as well as using the AED. Could you walk us through what these procedures do and how they go hand in hand? Okay, CPR, uh, I think many people know CPR. When I conduct classes, uh, many people know CPR, but they do not know what is an AED. Uh, possibly, if 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 put it in, in simple terms, uh, I always say, if you watch TV, uh, you always see the doctor bringing out two iron to shock the patient. Uh, that is a defibrillator. But what is external uh, from the hospital is called external defibrillator. And it is automated, means it gives you instruction what to do. And it's automatic. Uh, you don't need to adjust uh, how much electricity or, or shock uh, to be given to the particular patient. Well, uh, CPR is performed uh, as many people know, uh, we actually pump the heart. Uh, we, we do chest compressions uh, at the center of the chest to hopefully the, uh, help the uh, heart pump blood to the brain and the, uh, the rest of the body, right? Performing CPR alone uh, can only possibly having up to like 17% of survival rate. Uh. And when the AED arrives, the, when you patch on the AED, uh, instead of the two small iron you always see on movies, it is actually just pads uh, which you can stick on the body. Uh, the AED will already come with diagrams so that you know where to stick uh, the pads. So once you stick on the pads and it will analyze the heart rhythm, the AED analyzes the heart rhythm and tells you uh, whether possibly there's a... a um, uh, irregular heart rhythm, which is not normal heart rhythm, and the AED might suggest a shock. And then it will ask you to give a shock and you will just press the shock button to shock the patient, right? So basically, uh, after the shock, hopefully it will restore the normal uh, heart rhythm. Uh, that's the difference. So once the shock is uh, being delivered, uh, CPR has to continue. So you continue CPR and every two minutes, the AED will prompt to say that the, uh, it is analyzing the heart rhythm again. And if it requires, then you will still advise a shock. Uh, sometimes the AED might say uh, no shock advised. So it will say continue CPR. You still need to continue CPR. So CPR and AED is always the done together. 
So basically, like, like our courses, uh, I put CPR plus AED. Uh, there is no way like uh, you can only use AED uh, without the CPR, you know, or you do CPR, you can uh, do CPR alone without the AED, but the chance of survival is uh, lower. Now, if we take a step back, if we do find ourselves in an emergency situation, what assessments could we do in the initial moments? For CPR, we use the uh, uh, DRS-ABCD uh, as the action plan. Uh. Uh, DRS, uh, we call it doctors and ABCD, uh, doctors ABCD. So when you first see anyone collapse or in any emergency situation, first check for danger. Clear any danger available for us, for the casualty, and also for the people surrounding. Yeah. After danger, we check for response. Checking for response can be as simple as uh, tapping on the casualty's shoulder and shouting the name or sir, sir, are you okay, sir? Yeah. That is R, uh, D R S. So we come to the S. If is the casualty is not responding, shout for help or send for help. Uh, you might want to uh, point to a specific person to ask him to call 999 for an ambulance, uh, bring an AED and come back to report to us that uh, an ambulance is on the way, right? So DRS is done and then now we go to A, B, C, D. Now A is uh, for airway. In normal circumstances, we actually do a head tilt chin lift uh, to actually open the airway. But since this is a COVID-19 uh, pandemic uh, time, uh, we were advised not to open the airway now. So what we do is we actually cover the nose and mouth uh, with a piece of cloth. Or if the casualty is already having a face mask, we don't need to remove it. This is to uh, ensure that uh, there is no aerosol transmission during the compressions. Now, then we will check for breathing. Uh, and see whether the casualty is breathing. And this uh, checking for breathing, it takes only about 10 seconds. Yeah, And uh, after 10 seconds, if you are sure that the casualty is not breathing, or even if you are unsure, you can actually start compression. Uh, when you start compression, the compression should go 5 to 6 cm deep at the rate of 100 to 120 times per minute. And every time we compress, we must recoil, must come back to the original position of the of the hand uh, to the, at the chest of the casualty. Well, this can be as simple as this. And uh, of course, uh, I mentioned DRS, ABCD, the last D will be defibrillator. Uh, meaning to say when the AED arrives, we will actually put on the uh, AED and do it together. Uh. Uh, this can be summarized as just that. But then, uh, of course, uh, uh, having just listening to me, uh, you, you won't get the gist of what, uh, how to do it. So possibly you might want to come to St. John Ambulance uh, courses where we are giving free CPR and AED courses as well. So actually, most people who go for these training sessions might just do it once in their life. How do we ensure that these are skills that we can remember and apply if the time comes? Mm. Uh, understanding the concept of DRS ABCD is one thing, but having your hands uh, on the mannequins itself uh, uh, can be another. So basically, our course uh, covers, uh, it's a two-hours course, it's free of charge, uh, it, it is held every last Sunday of the month. We even invite the public to have like, say, for example, if you have a group of 20 to 30 people, organize it, uh, tell us where. We, we, if, if we have trainers available, we will, we will bring the mannequins and all to that place. Huh? So it will be like a 45 minutes solid uh, theory class with questions and answers. 
Thereafter will be another one hour of uh, solid uh, practical sessions where everyone can have a feel of the mannequin. When I say uh, 5 to 6 a.m., how deep it is. When I say 100 to 120 times per minute, um, how, how fast is that tempo? And of course, uh, the correct compression to recoil. And uh, when the AED arrives, what to do? Those are the things that we put in uh, in practical as well. Yeah, so everyone will have their chance to try on the mannequins. And after that, the uh, day after, uh, we do a summary and wrap up. And if they have any more questions, they can ask. Uh, definitely, uh, some people will still say, oh, having the hands on the mannequin still, you, you haven't pressed on the real person before. It, it doesn't feel like it. But we, we always hope that we don't need to do compression uh, on a real person, right? Uh, having that skill itself is it's not difficult. But uh, the muscle memory to remember that tempo uh, might be a little bit challenging. So we always ask people to sing the song or do karaoke lah while you are doing compression. Uh. And uh, I think most of us will know the uh, Bee Gees song, song, Staying, Staying Alive, uh, is one of the best tempo. It's 100 times per minute. So every time we do the compression, uh, we'll be singing the song. Uh. And how would you like to see the importance and awareness of learning CPR and AED being emphasised? I always tell people, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times when people are like, ah, these two hours we only learn CPR, AD, uh, we cannot learn other uh, first aid skills. Uh. I, I will ask them simple questions. Uh. Whenever you see a casualty, say for example an accident, you see blood, you see bleeding, the normal spontaneous uh, thing for you to do uh, would to like, oh, yeah, just stop bleeding or you have anything, you will just wrap around it. You know, that, that's like the first spontaneous thing that you will do. I mean, you see bleeding, you won't be like, ah, don't do anything, right? And then when you see a fracture, say, for example, uh, a bone uh, uh, is, is uh, deformed, uh, you don't know what to do, you are scared, you won't, don't touch it, that's the right thing to do anyway. Uh, and you call the ambulance, perhaps the ambulance come late also, the person will still be alive. But CPR is so important that, you see, when someone is not breathing, you only have four minutes Within the four minutes, you should start CPR. After four minutes, the brain starts to damage. And after 10 minutes, uh, possibly irreversible brain damage occur. Uh, even a phone conversation with the emergency service might take more than five minutes already. So the brain starts to damage there and there. And CPR is something you can do with your bare hands. You don't need a, a first aid key to, to do it. You don't need a bandage. You don't need anything. Just with your bare two hands, you can start CPR. Of course, with an AED around, it increases the chances of survival. If you are listening to this, it doesn't matter even if you just uh, browse online uh, on a YouTube videos, for example, uh, on, on what is uh, CPR and how AED is being performed. Otherwise, if you would like to have some practical sessions, you can always organize uh, in your community. Um, say, for example, 20 to 30 people, you want to have one session for yourself. Do, do feel free to contact us. Uh, our email is firstaid at sjam.org.my or you can browse to our website and get more information about CPR and AED. Uh, we welcome more uh, inquiries about it. Uh, but at the same time, please also uh, understand that we are also volunteers. Uh, trainings uh, and classes also subject to the availability of trainers. Other than that, I would like to thank... Uh, mass media and uh, radio stations like BFM who always uh, put concerns on uh, issues like this uh, to help create awareness in this particular topic. Thank you so much, BFM.
Thank you, Hong Ling, for speaking with us as well. That was Chu Hong Ling, a first aid instructor at St. John Ambulance Malaysia, weighing in on the importance of uh, having AEDs as well as having training for AEDs and CPR. Uh, and as, as she said, if you're keen to attend a CPR or AED training session, you can send an email to firstaid at sjam.org.my. That's firstaid at sjam.org.my or visit their website sjam.org.my and keep sending your thoughts our way. Do you know CPR? Are you interested to get CPR and AED training? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.